Hello and welcome to Rolling Salute. I'm your host, Shakti. And I'm your other host, Timotep, and this is episode six. Today will be the first of many podcasts, not all in a row either, to discuss a World of Warcraft class. Today, class, we will be discussing everything mage. Spec, glyphs, spell rotation and priorities, stats, gear itemization, and more. Awesome. Why will we be talking about mages? I'm sure you have an answer. Because we're awesome. Well, yeah. That's why. Mage is my main. That would be why. Mage is your main. Mage is my That's also why. Mine has been a mage now since... We like mages. Wow, like 2005. We like mages. So before we get into things, let's just state that there is no clear overall best mage spec. Each spec has a functional role that Blizzard wants you to use, but there is such crossover now that those old lines have become blurred. So instead, as players, you should understand what each spec does well and then decide what spec is right for you. That being said, Frost is the best. Yeah, well, we'll get into that later. Just saying. All right. So you want to kick things off? So we're going to kick it off Frost? with Frost. We're going to start with the Frosty Mage. Uh, Frost Mage is typically the uh, has been throughout pretty much, except for Molten Core, has been uh, <laughs> always you, Noah, sorry sort for of that a, little. That was an excellent <laughs> article. We'll have to put the link to that one. Yes, we will. Um, it has always been a PvP based build. And there have been many people uh, throughout my career as a mage that have said that f- that uh, Frost Mage is not a uh, viable raid spec and insert insane cackle here because I love to get into those groups and show them just how not viable my top DPS Frost Mage has been <laughs> numerous times. <laughs> numerous times. Yeah. Not even as well geared as the Frost or, uh, correction, as the Arcane or Fire Mage that were also in the group yeah. of DPS and all the other beautiful benefits of being a Frost Mage. So, the overview, uh, as I've said, uh, Frost is my favorite build. It has the highest survivability, it has the absolute best crowd control, uh, and comparable damage at the low and moderate gear levels. Uh, some of the drawbacks to the Frost Mage, the stat items for end raiding gear uh, tend to favor the Fire and Arcane, and they're just not out there for the Frost, uh, simply mostly because, in my opinion, Blizzard still thinks Frost should stay in the PvPs. Um, leveling, Frost is probably your best spec for leveling because of your higher uh uh, survivability, and because you have the improved crowd control. If you wind up pulling more mobs than you probably should have, um, you can uh, crowd control them. You have multiple ways of, of trapping and, and uh, detaining them long enough to burst them down. And um, your short duration burst damage in Frost has a much higher theoretical number. If you want to do number crunching, you can cast three very short spells uh, all under five seconds, three spells, and easily hit 120k damage um, with, like I say, because it's a PvP-based uh, spec, that's really what it's known for is that burst damage. And if you can har- harvest, harness, harvest, if you can pull that off in a raid, um, you can pull threat from a tank. And let me tell you, the first time as a Frost Mage you pull threat off of a tank, everybody will go, ooh, yes, 
Well done. It's a little bit harder to do that now, though, since they've since they've nerfed adjusted, <laughs> cough, cough, uh, fixed since they've threat. repaired threat for ten yeah. and it's still can, threat. can yes. still make it happen if you yeah. work. So <clears throat> the stat priorities, Intel is your number one stat, and point for point gives you a better benefit than any other stat. Do not let anyone else tell you otherwise. That this is means simply you should not be rolling that. on agility gear. That's right. You should not have a strength and parry-based ring. You should not have a agi and, and hit trinket. No. You know who you are. You know who you are. Yes. I'm talking to you. You Directed. know I'm talking to you. I'm not going to name any names this time. Intel. Top top stat and I'm, that's going to carry on with all different uh, specs but anyways after Intel and before anything else 17% hit cannot stress enough how easy it is to get to the hit cap and your DPS will climb the closer you get to the hit cap now before we get too much farther into the stat weightings and whatnot, we should probably clarify these are level 85 stat ratings as you're leveling, hit will certainly help with your DPS, yeah. but as you're leveling, it's not that big of a deal. It's honestly. probably a good idea to mention. Stat priorities are for gear itemization. If you have a choice between two pieces of gear and one of them has Intel and Haste and the other has Intel and Crit, the stat priority listing will help you choose which one to, to pick when you're leveling. I don't think that anyone under the level of 80 should even think about reforging or anything like that. Exactly. And uh, even myself with my tunes, I, I almost never reforge unless I'm having a real problem. I For never example, do before 85. I did on my warrior tank because I was having a real hard time with, uh, with threat and survivability. So I, I reforged what I could. I didn't have really top drawer gear and because of the way the gear system works currently cough cough uh i was not able to win the tanking gear because i would have the wayward caster chamois rolling on shields and taking them from me and that really burns my ass i gotta tell you <laughs> you are a freaking shaman don't roll on a freaking tank shield we'll, we'll Somebody talk should... about that on the shaman yes. podcast I'm back down. to mages okay mages sorry it's a hot topic, can you switch. tell? Um, spell hit is across the board. It, it, raiding, five-man dungeoning, uh, if you're out questing, if you're PvPing even, hit is is important. It's less important in PvP than it is in raiding or five-man dungeons, but it's still fairly important. So, um, after your 17% hit, once you get to the 17% hit, um, then... As a Frost Mage, you want to try and get your crit to 33.33% or slightly better. After you get to that magic number, 33 and a third, uh, point for point, haste becomes your best friend. Um, now, this is all done by theory crafters and people with degrees in mathematics, and, and I'm not entirely 100% convinced in my own experience that, that it's true. However... Uh, you know, some of the top uh, theory crafters in the universe, I suppose, is not too broad-based a statement to make. This is what they suggest, and 
I can understand why they say this. And when you draw it down on a piece of paper using small numbers, you know, if I have five oranges and I whack it with a hammer, that sort of thing, then these numbers, they, they hold out. And if you're starting to build it this way, obviously, if you have a frost mage and you've been stacking haste and mastery, well, then, you know, you're going to you're going to have a hard time getting that crit level up. Uh, I personally put more emphasis on haste than most of the uh, reforginators and uh, reforged tools and utilities that are out there do, but that's a personal preference. And once you understand how these numbers work together for yourself, then by all means, customize away. But I'm guessing that if you're listening to this and paying attention, you may not be a theory crafter. And in that case, get your crit up as high as you can. And uh, after crit, is haste after haste is mastery. Mastery, if you're not PvPing, is useless to a frost mage. Nothing stays frozen uh, in the ice long enough for you to get even a frost bolt off. So, particularly in dungeons and boss fights, they're immune anyway. There, a lot of them are immune to that kind of a uh, that kind of ability, and they don't take that benefit. Um, it's just it's it's not a raid stat. So, no, I imagine that would be a lot more. Pre- um, useful in PvP, would it not? It's it's vital in PvP. <laughs> All right, so it's absolutely vital in PvP. Go Intel and then Mastery and Haste and uh, Intel Mastery Crit. Hit, oh, okay. Haste. All right. Um, you're mostly the stuff you're doing in PvP that I'm doing, anyways, is all instant cast stuff. I will. I I bet you forty percent of my overall damage is done by Ice Lance in PvP. All right. Frost Nova, freeze them, and two or three Ice Lances, bang, bang, bang. And that's, you know, usually a, a dead warrior or a dead mage, unless they're a heads-up player, in which case... Oh, I've all been one-shot more times than I can count by a Frost Mage, so... Yeah, we, we rock. Yeah. PvP as mage, that's where you want to be. Anyways, um, don't worry about the mastery. It's useless for raiding. It's not the kind of thing that you want to worry about, so you want to... When you're doing your reforging, reforge yourself up to hit. Once you get to your hit cap, reforge your mastery into crit. And uh, your gear should have on it, ideally, hit and crit, hit, uh, correction, hit and crit, or crit and haste. And I would suggest that your perfect gear itemization would be crit and haste, because you can reforge it out to get your hit cap back up. Uh, as your gear improves, your base stats will improve, and it'll be easier to get those big numbers, your hit cap and your 33% crit, and then a good 20, 22, 23% haste. And um, you'll find that uh, um, as you're transitioning into the end-level gear, these numbers, not only are they easy to get, but you're going to be actually way over even those numbers to try and flood them back down into haste. So, yeah, the tier 11 uh, and tier 12 seem to be severely lacking in hit, and I know for most of my casters, that was the one thing that I had a really difficult time agreed. stacking up. I had to re-gem and reforge everything to get my hit back up. Fortunately, with the tier 13, somebody grabbed a clue and gave us hit back, so yeah. it's it's a lot easier to get this now. So, And it's... And uh, I don't know if it's been mentioned. I don't know if you've used it or not. But when you're reforging, um, uh, gemming and reforging, you should always reforge to get your hit and your your soft caps. You should never use your gems for that. 
if you can avoid it. If you can avoid it, yes. If, you're, if you've reforged everything and you're still under hit caps, start socketing. Start socketing with either a shared gem, Intel hit, mm-hmm. or uh, um, some other, if you had to have crit hit or whatever, or a straight hit gem and, and screw the bonus. Nothing will bring your numbers up faster than getting hit capped. Getting that hit capped. Period. It, that's it, for all and, casters. That's all casters. That's for everybody. It doesn't matter what class you are. Get well, to that hit cap. Feral Druid. Oh, well, yeah. We'll talk about that in another cast. That's another podcast. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, for <laughs> your glyphs, glyphing, i got to be honest, glyphing is kind of a personal thing. It's kind of like the kind of socks you wear with the shoes. I can tell you what shoes go with the outfit that you're wearing, but you're still going to choose the comfy socks. You want, for your three prime glyphs, you want crossbolt, deep freeze. I'm being laughed at. This is so hard on me. <laughs> that was a dream analogy. Socks for <laughs> shoes? Really? You're going to go I'm, and The people socks. that I'm talking to, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. They get me. They understand. That's Those are my people. Okay. Nothing but. I hope your people are listening. I do, too. Okay. Both of them. Frostbolt, Frostfire, and Deep Freeze. Frostfire, Frostbolt, and Deep Freeze. Those are your three prime glyphs. And um, I know that there's some talk that the um, Ice Lance glyph, because it increases your Ice Lance uh, damage, but long term, and you have to remember that as a raider, and even in five mans nowadays, it's not how much burst damage you do. It's how much damage you can sustain over a four, five, six-minute fight. Some of those fights in Dragon Soul are eight-minute fights and nine-minute fights. Deathwing is, Deathwing at, is 10, at least ten minutes. Deathwing is at least ten minutes. Minute fight. Yes, you can we twice. twice. So. Or heroism for my yeah, old man's uh, friends. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah we, don't want to, we don't want to get any more stink eyes. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be nice to the we Alliance. To you know, I am nice to the Alliance all the time. I even warn them before I kill them. He gives them a nice quick death. Yeah, I used to do emotes, and then I found out that all it does is makes weird gestures. That's right. The other side. I didn't know that. I always thought they could read the emotes. Anyway. Learn something new every day. Uh, so that's your that's your uh, prime glyphs, and those are your overall best uh, damage upgrades. And again, if you're only level 73, then... You know what? You you have to choose which of those three, because you only get two of them. <laughs> you're going to have to choose which of those two uh, you're going to pick. If it were me, I would say Frostbolt and Frostfire. Frost, when you can only have one, Frostbolt. When you can have two, Frostbolt and Frostfire. And when you can have all three, then go with the Deep Freeze. All right. Now, what does Frostfire do again? Remind me. The Glyph of Frostfire yes. uh, increases the damage of your Frostfire Bolt and puts a dot on the target. So when would you use – oh, I'm sorry. There's a cooldown for Frostfire Bolt. Frostfire, isn't there? No, but there's a autocast. As a Frost Mage, uh, I trigger – instead of triggering Arcane Missiles, I get Frostfire Bolt. Gotcha. Right? So I get a free Frostfire Bolt. And as a Frost that. Mage, if you want to keep your DPS up, every time that Frostfire Bolt procs, you get it downrange. Right. And in addition to that, watch your cooldown on your target so that you always keep a three stack, because it stacks up to three times on your target, keep three stacks of the dot on your target. And if in your rotation you haven't had a free proc, then you take that extra second, that extra 1.1 seconds it takes to cast a Frostfire and get a Frostfire downrange to refresh that. Uh, well, there you go. I've just learned something new. I'm positive in my prospect, I don't have that glyph. 
Positive. Fact. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Um, the uh, the the dot stacks three times. Uh, the the tooltip says it does an additional three percent of its damage. It does. The glyph gives it fifteen percent additional damage, and then it does three percent additional damage over twelve seconds, stacking up to three times. And obviously, every time it stacks, it refreshes the twelve-second timer. So you want to try and keep that on on your targets as well. The um, the frostbolt glyph increases your crit the crit chance of your frostbolt by five percent. So when you're calculating your 33 and a third percent crit chance, um, there's two numbers that you're keeping track of because if your 33 and a third percent is across the board, that's every spell. Remember that you're going to be at 38.33 with your frostbolt, and that's your main staple is the frostbolt. And then the deep freeze, excuse me, the glyph of deep freeze uh, increases your deep freeze damage by an additional 20 percent. And uh, that means the difference. Uh, the difference is 20%. Your deep freeze can be hitting 60, 70, 80k damage. Instant cast, free proc, boom. So it's definitely if you're not using that, you're depriving yourself of probably on a long fight. That's probably 5k DPS right there, just on that one thing. Um, your optional glyphs. Now there's a couple of um, a couple of choices for the um, major glyphs. The only one that I would suggest uh, and that has been echoed on, on websites uh, throughout the Internet, uh, the only mandatory major glyph is Glyph of Evocation because that takes a lot of stress off of your healers. If your life is down, your mana is going to be running out if you're doing it right anyways. Evocate, get your mana back, get your life back, take some of the stress off the healers. Anything that we can do as raiders to alleviate the work that the healer has to do is better for everybody. So team environment, be a team player. The optional ones, <clears throat> excuse me, the optional ones are blink, invisibility, ice barrier, which is kind of, it's, it, it sounds really great. And for a person who likes survivability, <laughs> like myself, that's the one I carried around for a long time. But in the long run, you know, that extra fifteen or 20,000 damage that you're preventing there shouldn't have anyways. Uh, and finally, the Glyph of Icy Veins, which is also a um, – it's very situational. If you're in – if you know you're in a lot of fights where there are movement-impairing effects, uh, um, cast time effects, and things like that, and that's one that you should probably have. It's much easier now. Blizzard has made it much easier now for you as a raider – to change out your glyphs, I mean, literally mid-fight. Uh, actually, I don't know if you could do it in combat, but, I mean, between the fights, you can change out your glyphs. <laughs> so give some thought to that oh, one before oh, I said no. it, but anyways, it's good that you stopped me. Yeah. So, <laughs> it was a nice try. It's, well, you know, we're, we're going with that one. Yeah. So um, some of the other ones now, I myself have polymorph because, uh, as has been said to me, you never know when you have to cover for somebody else's dumb dots breaking something, or you know, sometimes the pull gets away from you. Um, for example, on the Hagar fight, and you pull both sides of the trash at the same time, and you when have all six. Or tank is not ready. Yeah. And everybody's not even there. It happens. Yeah. So it's good if you can throw down that polymorph 
and it takes all the dots off the off the target. And that's uh, that's very handy to have in a rating environment. Um, and so that's that's one of my uh, staples. So I I have evocation um, uh, polymorph invis. That's a great one if you are using your invis to get away from a fight because let's be honest if <laughs> if you're uh, if you're a mage getting away from the fight can sometimes be uh, the make or break point um, in your ability to mass res everybody afterward. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not to say that you shouldn't go down with everybody else, but sometimes you sort of have to. It's also to. a nice threat wipe. It is a great threat wipe, and that's that's what I I. That's what I use it for. What I use it for. That's yeah. a story. We're not family. we're not running away from a fight. I don't I don't run away. We never do that. It's often, the last man standing. I wish there was bonus points for that, but there's not. Yeah. Uh, the miners glyphs. Let's be honest, guys. There aren't a lot of great choices out there for minor glyphs. Um, I know that um, a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of people that say that you know you should have a glyph of arcane brilliance and a glyph of conjuring because if you've just resurrected, you can then get these things out in f- uh, quicker. Lesson: If you just resurrected and you haven't got 12 seconds to eat the proper food to buff yourselves up before you t- uh, try at it again. A glyph of conjuring or a glyph of arcane brilliance is the least of your problems, believe me. Uh, stick the minor glyphs, stick to the stuff that you like. I strongly recommend glyph of slow fall because who wants to carry around a stack of feathers in their backpack? I certainly don't. Uh, I also strongly recommend glyph of armors, that extra duration, um, especially where you're running these fights. Yes, as a mage, uh, we're all in the habit of topping up our uh, arcane brilliance and our armors every time we prep for a fight. Basically, I stand up after I eat my buff food and then <laughs> I top up all my buffs. It's still nice to have that on there. That extra 30 minutes is uh, is a lot of um, uh, it's one less thing to worry downtime about. and a lot of less to worry about. Exactly, it just brings everything, all your cooldowns, all your personal cooldowns all sort of at the same level because all your other buffs are an hour long. That's right. And then for your third minor glyph, hey, have fun with it. Take a glyph of the penguin or a, a glyph of the I don't know, do they have a glyph of the chicken? I'm, not, I'm just throwing it there. Uh, <laughs> I, by all means, if you want to have a glyph of conjuring, if you want to have a glyph of arcane brilliance, it isn't going to hurt. But uh, let's, let's check here. Now, arcane brilliance costs about 5,000 mana or just under 5,000 mana. Uh, my mage, Raid Buffed, has 140,000. I can afford that extra 2,500. I don't need that glyph in there. So, um, yeah, go with something for fun. For me, I'm a Frost Mage. We're talking about Frost Mages, so my recommendation, Glyph of the Penguin. When the Frost Mage sheeps something, it's a penguin. You know that that belongs to the Frost Mage. Um the final note is uh, on your uh, your uh, spell rotation. Did I forget anything about the glyphs? I didn't forget anything nope, about the glyphs. Right? You're pretty thorough. Okay, so your spell rotation, the armor that you want to use, this is going to sound like a contradiction, and just bear with me. You want your fire armor, molten armor, armor yeah. uh, as a frost mage. The reason is because the molten armor, for now, gives you that bonus to crit, and I believe it's Three, uh, was it three percent? I think so. Increases your crit rate, anyway. I believe, by three percent, mm-hmm. and uh, that's wow. That's a huge buff. So when you're 
talking about your stat priorities and when you're reforging, keep that in mind as well. That uh, you're going to want to account for having the molten armor on, which is going to add three percent to your uh, to your crit rating overall. So every time deep freeze comes up, that's a huge that's a number one priority. That is the top of your priority list for your spells. Deep freeze. Anytime fingers of frost procs, get your deep freeze down there. Use your flame orb or your frostfire orb if you've glyphed for that or spec for that. Every time it's up, every cooldown, every fight. Keep in mind, however, when you shoot that thing, that it carries on in a straight line towards your target. I have been in raids, raid finder specifically, where a mage was standing too close to the mobs outside of Zonaz and the little blobs in circles, and he did the sphere at the, at the blobs, and it went through the blobs and hit the boss. So, keep in mind, it is possible. That was colossal fail as far as I'm concerned. That should never happen. The spell, it does. So, just be a little bit aware of where you're at. Um, your water elemental has a frost nova called freeze. It does the same thing as your frost nova, but doesn't use your cooldown. Leave yours as a panic button. Uh, every time your water elemental's freeze is up, you want to drop it in place. Um, it puts a little, it's a, a circle that you can control. You can put it on the ground around your targets. It freezes some targets. It's a great opportunity to freeze targets and it will give you a shot at a couple of ice lances which are very quick and they do the same damage as a frostbolt and you can get two of them in in the same time as a single frostbolt if you're uh, timing it right so it's a good way to bring down smaller units and you can also use the freeze spell when you're doing aoe trash and pvp Uh, very handy in pvp and pvp yeah but the first thing normally that gets nuked in a pvp fight against a uh, against a mage is either out of range of the elemental or nuke the elemental so yeah. Uh, I'm not really it's discussing nice much about. I'm not really discussing too much about PvP in this because simply, <laughs> PvP is a personal thing. You have to figure out what works for you, and I don't. P- I love to PvP and I'm okay at it, but the, the PvP game has changed so much. And with Mist just down the pipe, it's changing again. We're gonna have to wait and see what Mist will revisit the PvP side of things after Mist hmm. drops, or at All least when I start doing PvP. PvP. It, it is fun to freeze people in place in PvP. You are very correct. Yes, I, I am. I, I agree. Okay. Whenever, as, you, as I was. Hmm. Frostfire Bolt is whenever your brain freeze procs. Brain freeze is what gives you your free, um, your free um, uh, Frostfire Bolt. Now, that's a talent spec, and you should be spec'd for that. And um, I'm, I, I, are we going to have a link on the, on the site? For the different builds, I, there are so many cookie There's cutter so builds. There's so many different. There is. There's so many places you can find cutters. it. You know, I think that you should just go out there and <clears throat> cough, cough, icy veins, and you can find a good cookie cutter build. Yeah. You know, you have to sort of look at it, it and read what they do, and then you can put that little fudge in there, that that little uh, personal spin on things. But it always comes down to your own place. It always, so yeah, you like can we said, cookie start. cutter you want, and then and then. It have as much freedom play the play the the character and see what you like and what you don't like and then make the the tweaks and adjustments as you go whenever your brain freeze procs however get a frostfire um downrange if you have frozen targets or if you have your deep freeze on cooldown whenever your fingers of frost procs you use your ice lance 
because the fingers of frost, uh, fingers of frost treats your ice lance when it hits a target as if the target was frozen. So your damage is increased by 25%. Um, and then finally, Frostbolt. Your Frostbolt is your main spell. You will be casting that when nothing else is available. You will always be casting your Frostbolt. After that, you will do all the other ones that I mentioned in that descending order. Whenever Fingers of Frost procs, Deep Freeze is your first one. If Deep Freeze isn't available, then you'll Ice Lance. Uh, when Brain Freeze procs, you'll, you'll Frost Fire. You use Flame Orb whenever it's up. And you use your water elementals, AOE freezing, uh, freeze whenever it's up. That's your rotation. That's your priority thing. And, um, that's, uh, as you get more comfortable with these things and as you get better at this, you will adapt that priority list a little bit situationally. But generally speaking, there are very few fights where it's not going to follow that priority. AOE fights are pretty straightforward. Um, freeze them in place either with your own co, uh, with your own um, uh, Frost Nova or with your uh, Water Elementals Freeze, Blizzard, Kona Cold, Flame Strike. Uh, if they're close to you, Arcane Explosion, but I, I personally recommend not letting them get that close. <laughs> it's just a personal thing. I'm squishy and I don't like things near me. So um, your Kona Cold is your quickest burst AoE damage. Um, your best DPS output as a Frost Mage is Flame Strike and then Blizzard, and then Flame Strike and Blizzard. And I believe Flame Strike puts a dot, uh, puts a dot over eight seconds. So your Flame Strike goes off. You should already have your Blizzard centered. Channel your whole Blizzard. When the Blizzard is over, your um, Flame Strike dot should be off, and you do it again. Repeat, rinse, and repeat. Flame Strike doesn't have a dot, but it's continued damage over time as the. Um, but that's dot damage over time. But it's not on the target. If the target were to leave the area, then they stop taking damage. Okay, so, okay, so it's not, it's not actually a dot. dot. It actually is a fire damage zone. Yes. So then the mob. So just don't stand in the fire. As long as they're standing in the fire, they'll take damage. So the, make sure the tank has aggro. Yes. Uh, I did not know that about Flame Strike. I thought there you it was go. Thought. See, there you are. Now Both you know. Something. Uh, and knowing is half the battle. Go, Joe. There we are. Um, everything else that you have at your at your disposal is is what you should be using. I still have not fully committed to the concept of going balls out on every fight every time. I still hold stuff back. My mirror image, for example, I don't blow mirror image at every fight, every opportunity. I just think that's a waste. <laughs> I will almost never use mirror image on trash fights. It's a boss fight only, and I will try and time it so I can use it as often as possible on a boss fight. If I know I got a six-minute boss fight, pop it at the start and then pop it on cooldown. Um, your other things are... Survivability issues if you're finding that your threat is climbing, which, again, with the changes that have been made recently, it shouldn't. But if it does, you, you have a couple of options there. You can pop your invis, which is pretty much a, a threat wipe. You can pop your um, mirror image, which, again, is a temporary threat wipe. However, in combination, don't do them both at the same time. Your mirror image also, once it's over, 
if the thread is not picked up by that time, you're going to have thread again once yeah. it's over. Yes. Yes. So hopefully you're running with a competent tank that as soon as you pop that mirror image can take the thread back. If you're not, keep your uh, finger over the ice block button. Yes. Because that'll give you seven seconds of them chewing on the ice instead of <laughs> chewing on you. That's right. <laughs> and hopefully by then, if the prior three haven't worked, then well, then when there's no ice block for comes out, then you have a macro that is Frost Nova and Blink, and you Frost Nova <laughs> Blink and start again. Start kiting towards Wait, that, the tank. Is that is too much? Is that too much? Uh, I have Frost Mage <laughs> thing. I, I had that. Um, that's the other thing. That's one of the other strengths of uh, Frost Mage that uh, is sort of a balance of sort of a product of the CC, the, the crowd controls, and the survivability is they are one of the best kiting classes. Second only, I think, in my opinion, to Hunters mm-hmm. is uh, the Frost Mage. All right. Anything else you'd like to add for Frost Mage? That was I pretty in-depth. I could go on for hours. Yeah, I'm looking hours. at my notes, and I'm like, Short little note here, short little note there. Fire. Fire Fire is, yeah. I'm I'm taking on fire because, of course, my main is a fire mage and has been pretty much from the start. I leveled up as fire. I've played fire. I'm playing fire now. The only thing I changed was back in Wrath when we were progression rating ICC, and I just did not feel right bringing... DPS, any DPS to the table. Because Keep in mind, I stayed frost. Yes. Let's face it, um, <laughs> fire was not doing damage at all back in Wrath, which there is unfortunate. There was a section of time there where fire was not getting any love from Blizz. It just and was frost has never gotten the love for raiding. Come on, Blizz. Yeah. Come on. So that short period of time, I am sorry to say I did go arcane. Um, it was the worst. It was like what three months? I, I actually was arcane for that long. It was the worst three months of my life. I, I really did not enjoy that at all. The good news is that when we finally downed Lich King, she was fire again. I was fire again because that was cataclysm. <laughs> so anyway, well, we had some life stuff going yes, on. Yes, we did. We and were we, not able we to. It. Anyway, we had to come back. But that's another blog. Yes, that's a whole other podcast. So anyway, okay. fire, fire is awesome. It's a big hitter. <laughs> it's a very big hitter. Um, the idea is that you want to hit them hard and you want to hit them fast. So it's not the best leveling spec, but it's still doable. Um, you, Like I said, the idea here is you want to hit the mob so hard that they're dead before they reach you so that there's no need for the crowd control or the kiting or anything like that. Um, so it's all in a matter of your own play style and how you want to do that. Stat priorities is fairly similar to the other stats. Now, with the caveat here, I'm giving you the stat priorities for rating. Assuming, of course, that you're spending your VPs on the 397s and all that fun stuff and you're not trying to raid in 333 gear. And having some luck in the drops and getting some of the gear in the instance, in the raid. Exactly. Now, I have gone, there's so many websites out there that give you your stat priority list and I disagree with almost all of them. Um, Just as a clarification, I'm just going to identify the difference here. There are two camps for Fire Mage. One camp says that haste is a higher priority than crit. The other camp takes the opposite and says that crit is a higher a higher camp than haste. Right. And I'll explain why I'm why that is. The reason is with 
particularly with Fire Mage, and thankfully they are fixing this to a point in MOP. Um, Fire is very much a random number generator class. If you can't roll the right number, you are not hitting your DPS. And unfortunately, we are at the mercy of the, of our rolls. And if we are an unlucky roller, we, we just don't have the numbers. So the haste camp says that the more often we can roll that dice, the bigger numbers that we'll get. Whereas the crit camp is more of when we hit that number, we're going to hit it big. Um, I am squarely in the crit camp. <laughs> um, I have many, always sat Many conversations crit. around the dining room table. Reference the difference house. between haste and crit. Oh, I am in the haste camp. Conversations, yes. So. so you can imagine what dinner's like here. Haste, crit. Anyway, <laughs> we don't talk about this 24-7, honest. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so getting into that, I'm going to give you what I feel is the best numbers and what I think you should be going for for rating. Okay? So. Um, if I may just put a, an additional caveat, something I know you had mentioned to me, and I was think, I was hoping you would mention it here. Oh. Fire, I think, is is probably one of the most gear dependent. Oh, absolutely. Specs. So um. when you're looking at your spell priorities and you're considering, not considering fire, fire is a, is a great spec. It's not my personal choice, but it is a great spec. But if you're considering it, keep in mind that if you're running in a Raid Finder and the Fire Mage beside you is pulling 50k DPS and you're only pulling 25, do an inspect and I bet you he's got fabulous gear. And that's why his DPS is so much better than yours, unless you're running in fabulous gear, in which case you better listen to Shakti. So go. Right. <laughs> All right. So the number one stat, of course, is intellect again, just same as every other caster out there. We want to mm -hmm. get as much intellect as we can. That's where our direct spell power comes from. A number of our crit percentage comes from intellect as well. Your base, the base number that you're yes. modifying later with gear and reforce. Yes, comes from, from your intel. All right. So following that, we want to get to our 17% spell hit. If you are not at 17% spell hit and you're not hitting the numbers that you want to hit, I guarantee when you bring up your your hit cap, you will see a marked improvement. Guarantee and, it. And just for the record... I just want to go on record as saying 16 is not it's 17. Hit capped. Because you're not doing any damage if you're not hitting the boss. Yeah. A miss is zero damage. Exactly. A waste of mana. It's a waste of time. Might as well be throwing Q-tips at the boss. Exactly. Following that, you want to get your haste up to about 15%. Now, the reason for this is we want, we count haste as... I should start that again because that's coming out wrong already. Haste <laughs> affects our dots, and we do have a number of dots in fire, most notably our living bomb. Once we get to a soft cap of 15%, excuse me, I shouldn't say it is soft cap. It's a plateau point of 15%. Once we get to that point... It's actually called a break point, but anyway. Whatever it is, that's the next point that we would get an extra tick on our living bomb or, or on our dots. The next break point doesn't happen until something ridiculous like 27 or 29%. It's insanely high. So if you hit the 15%, and if it's only 12% if you're specting to Netherwind Presence, which is the talent in the, the arcane tree that gives you a bonus to your haste. 
get it to 15% and then stack everything else into crit. Um, if you have mastery on your gear, you want to get your spell hit up. Refor- excuse me, reforge it into either spell hit until you're 17%, haste until you're 15%, and then go back into crit. And that's pretty much the stats that you need to worry about. You should never, ever be taking spirit gear. You should not be taking agi gear. You should not be taking strength gear, etc. Intel, hit, haste to 15, and then crit. There is also a break point almost for crit. <laughs> it's around 37%, but it's so unlikely that you're going to get to that point at this time. It's the, really not something that yeah, you really need to worry about. It's not a break point or anything like that. What happens is you start running into the mathematical redundancy of the global cooldowns. Right, right. There's a finite amount of firepower you can throw downrange, and the number of items that go down still have the same percentage chance to crit, and you can't get any more of them down, so your chance of any one of them critting remains fairly consistent for the amount of points that you're spending to elevate your crit you're better off throwing that into haste or uh, so the reason why the reason why i am a crit person for this is because your number one damaging spell is going to be your pyroblast it's this big long six second or nine second cast whatever it is however two crits in a row makes it an instant cast And so you want to stack as much crit as you can in order to get as many of those instant casts as you can. Because not only is it big damage, but it also drops a couple of dots on your target. So we want to cast, get that out as often as possible, which is why I'm very firmly in the crit camp. That being said, still random number generator, so that may backfire. There you go. All right, so again, with the gear itemization, again, like Himotep had said, as your gear improves, your base stats will improve. So you'll see your hit naturally go up with the better gear that you're getting. Um, the crit will naturally go up. You'll find your haste. You can actually start forging out of haste into crit, etc. With glyphs, the glyphs that you should be using, uh, molten armor, which gives you another 2% crit, Fireball. Sorry, did you want to say something there? No, no, I just, it hadn't, I hadn't even, that may be something I may think about as a prime glyph. I don't know that, uh, for frost. I'm just thinking that extra 2% crit for frost. Yeah, make it an even 5%. Yeah, that's something to consider, anyways. I hadn't, I hadn't considered that one. Mm -hmm. Learn something new. Yeah, there you go. Sorry to Uh, interrupt. Go ahead. No, that's right. The next one you should be using is Glyph and Fireball, and what that one does is it increases the crit strike chance of your Fireball spell by 5%. And since that's pretty much your main spell, you want to get that as high as possible. Uh, the next one that I use is Glyph of Pyroblast, and that one increases your crit chance strike of your Pyroblast spell by 5%, because yes, your Pyroblast crits do count towards the crit numbers for another pyroblast so you can in theory have your living bomb proc a crit and your pyroblast proc a crit and you can have two in a row which is quite lovely when that happens for major glyphs 
There aren't very many really great fire-specific major glyphs. Um, the ones that I use, I use Evocate because I just think it's a fantastic glyph. You should have it regardless of respect while you're leveling because it's a lifesaver. Um, and while raiding because it takes a lot of the stress off yep, the Yeah, I was getting that <laughs> off It's just an excellent glyph. When you're standing there and, you know, the boss is down to the last few percentages and the healers are down, that may be what saves the the raid and gets the boss down. As I've, I've actually downed the boss that way. Got a quick evocate off and gotten it down. Uh, I use the Glyph of Polymorph. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because it drops the dots and all that fun stuff and I just love sheeping things. And Blast Wave, which will increase the amount that the target is slowed. So during my AoE attacks, I use Blast Wave an awful lot and that will that slows down the targets and the glyph will extend the length of time that they are slowed. And doesn't it? And it may have changed this because it's been a long time since I was a fire mage. Uh, doesn't it re- uh, remove the knockback effect from blast wave? There is wave? no more knockback. There is no more knockback from blast. So blast wave doesn't have a knockback effect. As of cataclysm, it does not have it. No. There you are. It See? used to, but not any longer. Now it's a circle on the ground that you just drop, oh. much like. Uh, oh. The other one is Ring of Frost. No, it's not Ring of Frost. Still is an instant thing. I'll get into the rotation with what I use, but anyway, it's I use it in my AOEs along with Flame Strike. Flame Strike, thank you. So that's it's, not it's quite lovely. What's that? No, but the, a circle on the ground that you cast that slows your target. Ring of Frost. It does sound an awful lot like Ring of Frost. Only Ring of Frost takes like eight minutes to actually slow and. Uh, that's why you need haste. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eight minutes down to seven minutes and fifty-seven seven minutes seconds. And Fifty-one seconds. Global yeah, cooldown. Yes. Yeah. All right. Three <laughs> <laughs> that I use. Um, minor glyphs, I, like Himatep said, they're really personal preference. The only one that I use and think that every fire mage should use is the mirror image glyph, and that one makes your mirror images cast the main spell of your spec. So as a fire mage, instead of casting frost bolts, is that the default? It the default. now Okay, so now it'll cast fireballs, which as a mirror image, it counts towards my numbers, and any extra fire damage that I do counts on my mirror images. So I think that's a fairly necessary one for a fire mage. Moving on to rotations and priorities, because it's really just a priority list now. Um, I always start off with Scorch. Reason being is that it casts the Burning Soul buff on the, on the target. And what that does is it increases all damage done onto that target. So obviously you want to keep that buff up. If you are running with the Warlock the Warlock will have that in their spells as well. So it's not necessary to keep it up. I always open it with, on the, excuse me, I always open the fight with that spell regardless of if there's a Warlock in party, only because I think it only procs with the Warlock when they're actually casting their, um, like, Soul Fires or or Shadow Bolts or whatever it is that the Warlock casts. It doesn't actually come off their dots. Warlocks are another podcast. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that. Once I ding 85 on a Warlock, I'll let you know. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so that's 
that's not something you need to worry about once there's a warlock. But if there's no warlock in party, you want to make sure that Scorch keeps up. With Scorch, however, and that Burning Soul buff, that actually also comes from your Pyroblast proc. Holy cow, I'm having issues talking today. Sorry, listeners. Your pyroblast... But it's so entertaining. i got to be honest. i got to be honest. It's entertaining. I love it. She's right. usually very well spoken, and she's and she's muddling her num- her words, and I'm entertained by that. Carry I'm on. Glad you're entertained. All right. Are you not entertained? Thank you for that. You're welcome. Back to the topic. <laughs> Pyroblast also procs that same buff. So, in a perfect world, you're only going to be casting Scorch once to get it on the first time, and then your Pyroblast will be procced enough times to keep that buff up. And it's a 30-second buff, so hopefully in 30 seconds you can get at least one Pyroblast off and get that buff back up. The next thing that you want to use is Living Bomb. Um, That obviously is the 12-second dot that does damage. We want to keep that up as often as possible. Now, it is an end-weighted tick, so... If you can, keep it on till the very last tick, and it'll do the most damage at the last, because, of course, that also spreads to the other targets. So try and keep it up to the last 12 seconds, and then refresh it if you are able to. If you're not able to refresh it right away, make sure that you're refreshing it and keeping it on there at the very least. Flame Orb, as Himotep said, it's a line of flame ball thing that goes directly in front of you, whichever way you're facing. So if you're sideways to the boss, it's going to go sideways to the boss, and it may not hit the boss, so make sure you're facing the boss when you cast that one off. Once all those things are cast, go ahead and cast your fireball. That's your filler spell, and that's the main one that you're going to be casting. You'll be casting all that and keeping your dots up and your other um, things up until the pyroblast procs. Once the pyroblast procs, what I do is I refresh my living bomb, and then I hit combustion. Combustion is your one-minute cooldown buff, I guess it's called. I don't know what it would be. Anyway, it's a cooldown. You can cast it at once every minute. And it takes all of the dots that you have placed currently on your target and adds another dot that totals the amount of the dots that you've already put on the target. So it doubles the amount of damage your dots are doing. To make a good dot, you have to start with a good dot. That's right. So... It's a very good dot. Um, So that one's a very nice one to have. And actually, the tier 13 set bonus lowers the cooldown on combustion, which is just awesome. I love it, love it, love it. So if you can get your four set bonus as fast as possible on your mage for that, do it. Sweet. Sacrifice everything else to get that four set bonus. (laughs) It's worth it. It really is. All right, so... Like I said, the best advice I can give you is to stack your haste for for your leveling just to get leveling. And then once you're raiding, stack that crit because you want to get as many pyroblasts as you can. The buff foods you may be interested in, and I I think this was missed in the frost section. I, yeah, I have a tendency. Uh, you go ahead and say what you have to say, and then I'll say what I have to say. Because it's going to come back up in Arcane here in a minute. All right. Grilled Dragon is the hit food. So if you're not hit-capped and you do are happen to be raiding, um, I think that adds a 2.5% hit. No? (laughs) No? What is it? It's like 0.88. Really? That low? It doesn't even add a full percent. Oh. 
Uh, it's if you're at like 16.2% or 16.3, you've gemmed and reforged, you've got nothing left, get the dragon. Um, the you're thinking of the elixir of impossible accuracy, which adds 2.25% hit, which in my opinion trumps the dragon, the dragon food. So take the potion, skip the grilled grilled dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eat some fish feast or fortune cookie, which will give you your intel buff. Yes. Now, if you are sitting pretty on intel and you still want to stack all that crit like I like rockfish is your friend. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little bit of giggity giggity right there. Yeah. That's all I have for fire. That's all I have for fire. That's I like all that. I have to say about um, that. Yeah. Thing just, the I'm talking today. <laughs> they, I, you know what? I hope they enjoy it. I hope they're having fun. I'm having a lot of fun. This is a great, a great conversation. All right. This has been a very good conversation. You're going to take your cane because I don't like it. So okay. And I will be honest. I have run arcane now for about two years. In addition to running frost, uh, frost. My heart belongs to frost. Uh, very a short, funny story. How I came to be a frost mage. I was back in classic what used to be called vanilla, but then they blended it, and now it's classic. Back in classic, I was a level 51 fire mage, and I was in eastern Plaguelands in in um, Dalmont Farm. And I was attacking things, and I would attack and kill one, and then I would attack and kill a second one very carefully so as not to pull a third one, because if a third one came, I was in trouble because I might not have enough mana to kill that third one. And then I would sit, and I would munch on my then separate food and drink, <laughs> munch on my food and drink. And then I would stand up and I would go again and get another one and then another one. And whilst I was sitting there after the umpteenth time of killing one of these zombies in the field, a frost mage with his little frost glowing shieldy bubble thing around him mounted up, rode through the whole field, gathered up all the things that were there, and while still mounted, cast his frost nova, froze them in place, stood back, and blizzarded them all down. He must have killed eight in one mana pool. And that was the coolest thing I had ever seen in the game at that point. <laughs> and I said, oh, that's what a mage is supposed to look like. Yes, I know, because I recognize it now that I've seen it. And I promptly went to Undercity and respect and became a frost mage and have never looked back. And... uh if you want to bring the pain to as many mobs as possible and you want to test yourself, another true story as a Frost Mage, the first time I ever single pulled Scarlet Monastery was on the Frost Mage. <laughs> Just yes. as a point of note, he really does still mount up, gather all the mobs, frost <laughs> over them in place. I really do. It's an homage to this unknown it Frost is Mage. An he was a troll on. mage. He was a troll mage. And uh, I bet you if I looked through my screen cap library, I might even th- – no, I wouldn't even be able to find a screen cap of him. He came in. He, he grabbed up three groups of mobs, and then he left, and then I, there was nothing left for me to kill. I had to wait, so I was, I was a little unhappy about that. But I was still going, oh, yes, that's what I want to do. So anyways, okay, enough about the Frost Mage, even though Frost Mages are awesome. So <laughs> – Arcane. Arcane uh, is primarily a raiding build. Uh, you really are going to have a real hard time um, PvPing in Arcane. Yes, Arcane Blast, when it goes off, it hits for a 
boatload of damage. It really hits hard. But it's like a two and a half second cast. Meantime, the rogue has already carved you up into little sushi bits. So you really, you really have to sort of consider that, right? Um, it's a primarily a rating build. It it does have the highest theoretical DPS output with max gear level and perfect rotation under the current build. So if you're a purely numbers player, if all you're interested is uh, interested in at the end of the day is the absolute top number that you can do, then Arcane is where you're going to want to go. Isn't that right, Shakti the Fire Mage? Sure. Yes, it is. Um, now, Still that is... User, user determined, just putting that up there. Yeah. I, and like I said, I, I, have, I, I ran with an Arcane Mage and a Fire Mage, and there I am in Frost, and I was out DPSing the both of them on many, it many really fights. It down to the player. It, it really does have a lot to do with the person and behind the keyboard. Yeah. And if you really understand and play to your own strength, this is what we said at the start. If you understand the class and the strengths of the class and you understand what you should try and, and put together as a, as a uh, priorities and, you know, when you really get it, it doesn't matter what class you – or correction, it doesn't matter what spec you have you're still going to bring the pain. And at the end of the day, when you're raiding, that's all you're really expected to do anyways. Um, leveling, I would recommend that you level Frost or Fire. Don't try and level Arcane. Again, the mobs are going to be on you like white on rice, and they're going to be chomping on your ankles before you even get your first spell off. It's really not a leveling spec. It's not great for that. It's not it's, even doing at the lower levels. It's not even doing as much damage as Frost and Fire. No, it, it no. Just, it's not really yeah, it's a It's just not. Spec. It's a high-level, gear-dependent. You have to be forged correctly. You have to have the right gear. You have to watch your rotation. It is a simple rotation. One, 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 two. One, 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 two. <laughs> or however uh, you have your keyboard set up. Or if you have your keyboard set up. Five, 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 yeah, maybe it's shift one, shift one, shift one, control four, control four, control four. What do I know? Yeah. Who am I to judge? <laughs> Thank you, bartender. Yes. The, the, the point being is that it's a fairly straightforward rotation. It, there, there's not really a, a tremendous amount of, of uh, spell priorities. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Uh, your stat priorities? As with all casters, intel, 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 and then spell hit, spell hit, spell hit. After that, with the Arcane Mage, it kind of gets a little mathematical here. So here's the warning. Math to follow. Okay. That's my little homage to Phineas and Ferb. No. Who is it that does science content to follow? That's Mythbusters, Mythbusters. isn't it? Mythbusters. Yes. You are now, a bad geek, Phineas and Adam and, Ferb. Adam and, Adam and Jamie kind of remind me of Phineas and Ferb. Will you just get back on topic? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. You know what? Uh, well, they totally do. They totally do. Okay. Okay. I know what we're going to do today. Okay. So, <laughs> with here's the here's the the, the 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 very quick thing. With your uh, arcane mage, you want to get to your seventeen percent hit rating. Then you want to get to your soft haste cap, which is. Um, Basically described as the point where your arcane blasts balance out during bloodlust or heroism or time warp. Okay, uh, there's there's specific numbers all over the place. I'm not going to get into the math of it. It's there's lots of math out there. Okay, if you want to do the theory crafting, I wish you the best of luck. This is not the place to to get into it because 
shop people get mad at me and stick pointies at me, and I don't want that. So, anyways. I have pointies to stick she, in. She does have pointies to, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, you want your haste to be, I, I'm pretty sure the number is, uh, it's like 12.5%, something to that effect. It's in that range. The problem is, it's it's really um, situationally and raid compositionally dependent. It it really can change week to week. So assuming the worst raid makeup, what would be the top number? It's it's more than that though. I'll get into that. Just okay. Just be patient, okay? Okay. You're you're. Uh, I'm a fire mage. I'm not patient. You're not patient. No. 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 no you're a crit though. Anyways, so haste to the soft cap. Then mastery. Once you've you've got your mastery up, then you're back to haste, and then uh, at the bottom of the list there is is the crit strike because crit to a to a arcane mage is you, you, you don't need it. It's it's the worst stat for an arcane mage. Um, I lost my train of thought there. Okay, back to haste. We're gonna go back to haste. Uh, <laughs> The soft haste cap, you have reached the soft haste cap when it takes you exactly one second to cast Arcane Blast when you have all of your casting speed buffs going. Uh, except Berserk. Use Berserk outside of Time Warp if you're a troll. Don't don't stack Berserking with uh, Time Warp. Why not? Warp. It puts you past the haste cap. Oh, okay. So keep it outside of your time warp. Use it with other cooldowns. It's one of the only times you're going to hear anyone tell you, probably the only time many of you have ever heard anyone tell you, it's one of those abilities you don't stack with a time warp. You keep it separate. Use it outside as an arcane mage. Use it outside of time warp. Okay, good to know. Because it increases your overall speed. Haste is something that you need as an arcane mage, but it has to be a balanced haste. You have to balance it with your mastery. So here's some easy steps. Get in front of a test dummy and take off all of your gear. Pop your time warp, cast your arcane blast four times. Write down the cast time given by the arcane blast tooltip. Divide that value by 1.05 if your raid will provide you with the plus 5% spell haste buff. And that would come from the shammy totem. That comes from... I don't remember what else that comes from. There's a couple of if the <laughs> I don't remember everything that it you comes from. You lost from. me when you started the math. I, was I told you math the problem. Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. So the adults if are you're talking. Get the point five percent spell haste. If you're not, you divide it. Uh, if you divide the result by uh, one point one, if you have the four piece bonus of the mage tier eleven set, subtract one from the result. Then multiply the result by 12,806 to obtain your haste rating that constitutes your soft haste cap. If you have the two-piece tier 13 set, then you subtract 500 from the value that you have obtained. And there you have it. That's easy as, uh, easy as pie, simple as... Uh, Boy, that sounded simple. It's, it's clear as mud. Um, basically, there's a couple of, of items that you would, that you would want to consider there. Uh, if you have your T11 four-piece set bonus, 
and that's it. Then you need 1100, about 1100 as your haste rating. If you have the four piece set bonus and the five percent spell haste and the tier eleven uh, or tier thirteen, tier eleven four oh, piece okay. set bonus. All right. Uh, then still get tier eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not gonna. I mean, like if you're rating tier thirteen and tier eleven, why are you combining them? They you should be replacing that tier eleven. Even the four set bonus with the two piece tier thirteen set bonus, which is which is superior. But this is why the general notes are ten to fourteen percent is where you want your haste to be, and then you want to stack your mastery. And your damage with mastery is based on how much mana you have left in your mana pool. Um, the, the mastery rating is considered as good as haste when you are at one hundred percent mana. And as your mana pool depletes, your mana as your mana decreases, the mastery rating is less useful because it's based on how much mana you've got remaining. But it's it's still pretty useful. So um, keep in mind: the faster you go through your mana pool, the lower your the the faster you cast your spells, the lower your mana pool is, and the overall damage comes down so you have to balance your haste with your mastery you have to try and watch them out and um, it's not it's a juggling act and it's a math act so a lot of the math people who like to do math that's where they like to be is arcane arcane guys right so a lot of times it's your global cooldown is what you'll start bumping up against and your haste reduces the overall effect of your global cooldown to a maximum of one second. Reduces it down, sorry, to a minimum of one second. Which is why you, you know, you want to get your global cooldown down, which is what your haste is, which is why you're going to run into your your cap on your global cooldowns. So I have a theory. All right. Because this is essentially, a, arcane is essentially a two-button rotation, right? Blast, missiles, blast, missiles, whatever order that you're doing it in. Basically, basically, yeah. I think it must be that simple because there's so much math. (laughs) That's your reward. Once you figure all this math, and all you have to do is two buttons. There's no more thinking required whatsoever. That that, yeah. You may be onto something on that one. I maybe. You may be onto something on that. Um, maybe not though. Maybe. Really, really, all you need to do is go to ask Mr. Robot, make sure that your settings are right, and just do what they <laughs> tell you. Yeah, yeah. And stick with your two-button rotation. Yeah, your two-button rotation. There's actually two. Um, there's two types of rotation for the for the arcane mage. One is arcane blast down to about thirty percent. Pop your mana gem. Uh, pop your mana gem. Do another blast to keep your stacks up evocate back to your full mana and then burn it down again and then you go into your second part which is where you do your mana recovery phase until your evocation uh, uh, cooldown is up and then you start again. I That one is, you have to be right on top of everything has to go boop, 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 all the way along and if it gets interrupted you're going to be stuck with no mana in your mana pool and you're not doing any DPS if you don't have any mana. The other rotation is your um, um, Arcane Blast. Uh, Arcane Blast until your missiles proc. 
and then maybe one extra arcane missiles, and then shoot your uh, correction, one arcane blast, and then shoot your missiles. The the problem of doing this is it's a balancing act. You have it's like it's like I was talking about with the with the haste and mastery. It's a balancing act. You have to balance your numbers. You have to balance your mana usage with your available mana pool because that's where your extra damage comes from. And um, your burn phase is you just pop your arcane power, use all uh, your cooldowns, everything, and arcane blast until you get to the to the thirty between thirty and forty percent of your mana pool, and then use evocation to get back up. And now you're in your recovery phase, and then you want to try and stay as close to 100% mana, use Arcane Blast only until your missiles proc, or until you get to three stacks. If at three stacks of Arcane Blast, you haven't had a proc, Arcane Barrage, instead of a fourth Arcane Blast, because every time you Arcane Blast, it increases its mana cost, and the whole point of the preservation phase or the recovery phase is to get your mana back. Um, so if you haven't had it proc after three, then Arcane Barrage. And then when your evocation cooldown is almost up, when you get about 10 or 15 seconds left on your evocation, start your burn phase again. Pop all your cooldowns, Arcane Blast until you get to 30 or 35% mana pool, evocate to bring it back up and start your recovery phase. All right. Um, did, I, did I miss anything? Glyphs? Yeah. Um, the the glyphing, <laughs> the glyphing as we like to say, um, it's uh, it's pretty straightforward. Arcane blast, arcane missiles, and then mage armor. Um, and mage armor is what you should have up all the time. Yes, yes, because that because once again you need that extra recovery from your mana. And major the glyph of mage armor, uh, you regen more armor. Uh, correction, you regen more mana. More mana. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it if it's it used to be that it allowed you to recover a small portion of your mana while still casting. I don't know if it still allows that or not. I can't I can't recall if it does or not. Um, certainly the tooltip doesn't specify that. So. It used to, and I don't pay that much attention to it, and perhaps I should, but anyways, nevertheless, there you are. So that's your your prime glyphs. Again, I'm kind of black and white about this kind of thing. Excuse me. There um, There are situations where you may want to have another glyph in favor of one of those three, and that's fine. You're entitled to those choices as a mage. You get to make those kinds of executive decisions for yourself. However, generally speaking, across the board, most players who aren't sure should just go with Glyph of Arcane Blast, Glyph of Mage Armor, and Glyph of Arcane Missiles. Um, The Arcane Missiles gives you a better DPS boost than the Glyph of Arcane Barrage because you'll use Arcane Missiles a whole lot more than you will Arcane Barrage throughout the course of being a mage. I'm just saying. Uh, For your Major Glyphs, Glyph of Arcane Power, uh, Glyph of Blink, and once again, Glyph of Evocation. We shouldn't even have to suggest that. That Everybody should automatically have, have it. Your Glyph of Evocation. Evocated. You shouldn't even have that. Uh, and uh, again, 
Did we even say what that glyph does? Of evocation? I described it earlier on. Oh, okay. I'll reiterate just in case. Glyph of evocation, when you evocate to get your mana back, uh, the glyph of evocation will get... Uh, it like heals you 30, as well. 40 or 50% of your life back during that same eight-second period of evocating. Isn't yes, it? it heals you for almost as much as mana that you're getting back. It's a decent amount. Yeah, it's it's like 40 or 50% of your health, whatever most, your health. Most importantly, it gets you on the heal meters. Oh, well, there you are. I can yeah. be at the top of another meter. There you I go. Was... Spend the whole fight evocating. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, in In place of the glyph of blink, um, I would probably put the polymorph. In fact, I have polymorph. But um, blink incre- the increases your, your range of your blink by five yards. And you'll use blink more as an arcane mage than you will as a frost mage. Uh, or I always did. I I don't know exactly why that is. I I, I rarely use blink. I, I use I it really all the time. I really do. I, I mean, it, things are dead by the time they hit me. So why would I blink? Yeah, I'm blinking forward because they're all running away. I want. I don't want them to get away. I have to <laughs> over to them to frost them over them. You should hit them faster. Roll fire. Yeah, but I want them dead and I want them to stay dead. Yeah, I have thoughts. And then they die and then they're already yeah. buried in ice. Yeah. And I can walk away. Fire. Fire. I just don't like Your this. argument is invalid. Yeah. Especially uh for your minor glyphs, you know what? It's it's another one of those um this whatever you want, right? The uh mirror image is a good glyph um because it copies your arcane blast buff. The benefit of the blast buff to your mirror images, much the same way that the fire buff comes from your mirror images when you have it for a fire mage. Uh, so it's definitely a, a good one to have as a as an arcane mage. And then slow fall, because who wants to have a big stack of feathers? I don't. And uh and then whatever other one you want to have, again, it's it's a preferential thing. I really think the minor glyphs are where you should customize what you do. And if they had a glyph of polymorph replacement for the little gem those that little uh elementium node Pet. Mm-hmm. I wish that I could polymorph people into that. That would be cool. I would That'd have that cool. glyph. I would have that glyph. They should totally give, that, give us yeah. that. Come on, Blizz, get on that. There's a great idea. So I do that once in a while. We should get, we should get royalties from that from Blizzard, which uh, means that they'll never put it in game. Now that I've said that, yeah, we have to pay them. Hell no. Yeah. Heck, they wouldn't say hell no. Oh, the, this is true. Heck no. <laughs> Heck no. We won't pay them. Okay. That's right. so, okay, so we're done with Arcane. I think we pretty much covered everything there. There's a lot of math. There's a lot of math in there. I hope I didn't lose anybody with the math. Basically, you lost me. Basically, that's why I'm fire. It's that's right. <laughs> Just want it to burn, burn it, burn. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the thing about the, the the math on that is it's very simple. There's all kinds of websites out there that have already done the math. All you have to do is go into a search engine and type in Arcane Mage Haste Table Chart, and it should bring up something. Uh, we could probably link an article or a, a chart on our site. Could we not do that? You could do that for us, right? Say yes, please. 
Everybody yeah, said, I, I could learn to, to Google, I guess. Yeah, you have to do that now. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, but it's the that's, kind of things that we do for our listeners. That's awesome. Well, thank you. I, I'm sure that they appreciate the effort that I put into this podcast. I'm sure that they do. Let's move on from Arcane with all this math. <laughs> and just uh, want to mention... on. Okay, go ahead. You nope. mentioned. I wanted to mention the secondary skills and what okay. benefits they may have with Mage. And then after that, I'm going to make a comment on raid utility in quotation marks. Okay. So, so secondary skills. Pretty much every creation skill out there has a benefit for the mage the, at, at end game. So inscription has a shoulder enchant that you use. Jewel crafting, you can take advantage of the bigger gems. Blacksmithing, there's extra sockets. Leatherworking, wrist enchant. Tailoring, cloak enchant. Enchanting, ring enchant. Engineering, there's a glove enchant. So you can pretty much grab whatever you like. I think what we were looking at, the biggest benefit right now comes from is inscription with the shoulder enchant. I believe that gives the most intel. Um, Relative to those who don't have access to it, it's the biggest improvement on what everybody else gets. Right. In in looking at it, what we did. And that's only current for Cataclysm right now because – in mob, that's actually going to change, and we're all going to be able to take advantage of shoulder and chance through inscription. So um, I imagine all of this will change come mob anyway. But, you know, um, for leveling, I personally prefer tailoring while I'm leveling, A, because it's easy to level up while you're leveling, and you get to create your own gear. So it really helps for me while I'm leveling. I'm a tailor mostly just because back in the classic that was the only way I could get gear, is if I made it myself. And it was all bind on pickup. Which and is- all the really best gear, right up until Wrath, was all bind on pickup. Even in so, Wrath, there was still... Uh, you were able, in Wrath, to start making stuff, because that's when you went out into Northrend, and that's where they had some really great sets that you could good, that you could make, um, that my mage made for my priest and my warlock, mm-hmm. <laughs> that um, was not. And the end stuff some of it was still BOP but the bulk of the really good stuff was when they that's when they started to do it because I can remember hoping to get the patterns out of ICC and the patterns out of um, Trial of the Champions Trial of the Grand Crusader whatever they were called there yeah. so anyway it, it really comes down to what you want to level as far as secondary skills are concerned they all have something at end game to contribute so i mean if you're one of those players that doesn't want to do any secondary skills until end game you it's wide open pick something you like the uh i mean the bigger the advantage that you're going to get from the skill the longer it's going to take for you to level that skill up to get that advantage Enchanting, you're going to be able to enchant your gear in order to level. You're going to be enchanting your gear, but your end game raid stuff doesn't come until much later in the much later in the process. Your shoulder enchants, uh, correction, your shoulder inscriptions under the current system uh, are a, like a 450 or a 475. Uh, really, is it that low? It's, yeah, well, that's that's into the cat of content. Well, shoot, Blizzard, what's up with that? Yeah. Although the ring enchant is. Is a beast thing, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Anyway, I guess yep. it's balanced out. I'll stop QQing. That's what mages <laughs> no, do, though. We're a QQer. No, 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 no. We have valid things to say. Other people call us QQers. 
We do have valid things to say, like, why can't we have a polymorph that makes a little elementium geode? Exactly. Right? I was just saying that right? not that long ago. <laughs> I, it's a valid QQ. It's not QQ. It's a valid comment. It really is. Okay. So moving on to whatever it is that you were going to talk about. Cause <laughs> raid utility. Can everybody, utility. Hear the, can everybody hear the little quotation mark symbol that I'm using? Raid utility. Uh, it was just something that Ashakti and I discussed just prior to, to recording the podcast. We wanted to talk about all the aspects of being a mage and what mages bring to the quote-unquote supper table, uh, the the summoned food portal. Um, raid utility is something every class has a raid utility. And um, for the mage, really what we bring to the raid is the portal home at the end. Because uh, the there's a table at the beginning that almost nobody uses. <laughs> intel buff. It gives an intel buff. That's handy. There's the intel buff. That's yeah. correct. And if yeah. you don't have an inscriptionist in the party who can use the scroll, then, yeah, that's that's good. And we're also pretty high on the DPS beaters. Well, we bring the pain, but that's not a utility. That's just the pain. That's pretty useful. What was that phrase? That was Mages didn't invent corpse piles. We perfected them. We perfected them. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's us. That was us. We did that. Yep. That was me. I invented that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Oh, I We're getting a little was. long here. Okay. So is that everything we have to discuss? Um, I will review my notes. Reviewing, reviewing. There's a lot of math in there. Glossy. There's a lot of math in there. And you know what? I like math. I'm a math kind of a guy. It's kind of my thing. All right. Um, if you guys knew how many charts and, and Excel spreadsheets and stuff that I did just while I'm a whole nother podcast for reading. We could do that, yeah. We oh, that's be a good topic. We'll talk about Excel spreadsheeting while you're reading. There you go. Talk about the ultimate multitask. Dude. How about dude? With that, let's close out this episode. Yes, please. Episode six of Rolling for Loot. If you have any comments or questions, please contact us on our blog at rollingforloot.blogspot.com. You can find us on Facebook as Rolling for Loot or on Twitter as at Rolling for Loot. Thanks for listening. I'm Himotep. And I'm Shakti. See you next time. Uno momento, por favor. That means just give me a second. Sorry, I didn't mean to switch to a foreign language. I just, you know, without any warning. It's good that you translated for me because... I know, right? I know, right? It's one of my roles that I see myself in as translator for you.